Hello. Good morning. How are you? Good evening. I'm doing well. <laughs> Look at us, like leaving all that airtime at the beginning I, because I, we well, both don't want to talk over each other. It threw me off at first. I thought maybe the call dropped, and then I'm like, "Oh my, silence! What is this? We don't, we don't have silence." I Who was being that? patient. What? <laughs> all right. Let me try to. I'm going to try to recalibrate to to this patience and silence and all this. Okay. okay let's go. Let's go. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm I'm good. I'm uh, I'm having my coffee and mm-hmm. enjoying it. I've actually started to put sugar back in my coffee again. It's it's quite nice. Oh, you'll miss it when you try not to have it, though. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's <laughs> That's hard. very true. It's, it's a slippery slope. It is. This this was going to be a weekend only thing, and then I was making my coffee yesterday. I'm like, yeah, I want some sugar. So well, you, you know how I did my whole uh, <clears throat> sausage roll ban. I've, I'm familiar, I, yes. I've heard yes, once so, or twice. So I have gone 156 days without a sausage roll now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have had the sign printed out next to my desk to start the soft drink ban or the soda ban. Yes. For about four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I started yesterday. Okay. It's hard. I, I I honestly don't think I realized how much I was consuming. Um and which which is fine. I mean with exception to when I go to like the cinema, mm-hmm. it's always diet. So it's the the calorie intake is minimal, but the sodium intake is not. And and that's the part that I think was affecting me and it was giving me the um I think I was telling you, it was giving me reflux. But it was just like, oh, I just, I couldn't help myself. And so um, yesterday was the first full day without. Today's the second day without. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, it was actually funny. It was really easy because I went to my best friend's parents' place for dinner. And they don't drink it. So it's like, you know, do you want water or do you want a cup of tea? Basically. There you go. And so, so it was an easy solution. And when I came home, I was so, today I was so desperate for a cold drink. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's only day two. I can't do it. And I looked in my fridge and because my niece had been over for dinner the other night, I had juice in my fridge. I was grateful for that. It's probably got more sugar in it than any, you know, soda, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you, it doesn't sound like you will, you're going to be going and buying more juice and keeping that in the house. So if you had to drink no. juice in the short term, I think yeah. that uh, that makes sense. Now, do you guys yeah. normally keep soda in the house or is it just something for when you go out? Um, it's yeah, it's it's definitely something that's always in my fridge. Okay. Um, not for me. Right. <laughs> But always in my fridge. And so I, I kind of became reliant on it being there, I guess. And so, yeah, it's just re-educating myself and re, what do they say? 21 days to break a habit, to make a habit. Oh, Rachel, so, you're going to make me twitch now. I, I Yes, they, they do say 21 <laughs> days. The thing is, uh, with habits, sometimes you'll feel in a couple of days that you've built enough momentum that you can kind of sort of feel the habit. Other times it takes months to develop a habit. But yes, they do say 21 days to make a habit. Is, is this like how I went? The first 24 days without a sausage roll were hard. Yeah. The next 120 days were not hard. 
But since I've had that stomach flu, it is desperately hard to not want to have a sausage roll. Yeah. Is it, is it something that – was it a comfort food of yours whenever you would be sick in the past? Like, would you be sick before um, and then be like, hey, I, I think roll. it's just a – I think it's just a comfort food in general. Okay. And um, – and, and, you know, I mean, I've, I've always been very open with the fact of when things are stressful, because I am a very patient and very calm person outwardly, when things are stressful, I eat. Yeah. And I, I can't do that anymore, can I? And, um, <clears throat> and so it, it makes me want to eat, but, um, yeah, I, can, I can't do it. And I've actually been quite impressed with myself, with my... Um, my food intake since I've been better as well. I'm, I'm nourishing my body as opposed to feeding for the sake, you know, eating for the sake yeah. of it or yeah. eating junk or um, I'm making smart decisions. So I had my sister, my mom and my niece over for dinner on Friday night. And um, my niece, my niece is nine, which basically means she eats nothing at the moment. Mm-hmm. They're very <laughs> and, picky and I, at that age. Right. And I sent my sister a message and I just went, right, I'm not worried about us. I know we'll eat whatever. What will she eat? And, and my sister's like, she likes carrot, but not cooked. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, she likes cucumber. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, and she likes boiled eggs. <laughs> Good. Okay. <laughs> All right. I can work with this. And because it's summer here, you can kind of get away with that. So what I did was I did a whole table full of salad ingredients. Mm -hmm. So I chopped up carrot and I chopped up cucumber and I had lettuce and I had cherry tomatoes and I had like just a whole table full of salad stuff. I had chicken for the grown-ups because she wasn't eating it. Mm -hmm. And I did boiled eggs and I had bread rolls and it was just really nice. And it was, um, it was, it was all fresh, you know, it was just a really fresh sort of, meal I um it was probably the most I've eaten since I've been sick um but everything I ate was good and was nourishing me so it was nice that is nice and sometimes sometimes when when people are sick and they've got the stomach virus it it really can be kind of like a reset because you literally get rid of everything that was in your body before and you're kind of like okay let's let's start over Um, exactly exactly and it's and it's funny because my my body looked last monday through to probably last thursday i looked horrendous i just looked tired and sick and like the week had weighed on me yeah and say Saturday, you know, Friday evening, Saturday morning, I sort of woke up and I felt me again. And, but not just me, me that can fit into my clothes a little bit more comfortably. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and all of these things. And, and I've noticed it on my body and across my neck. And, and it's just, it's nice. It's not a lot of weight, but it's just sort of shifted that little bit of weight that I had the scales hadn't changed, but I knew my body was different. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes little sense. I, I, I felt soft. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, know when, you know when you just feel soft and pudgy? And, I, and I felt a bit pudgy. And now that I've sort of shifted a little bit, I'm feeling, I'm feeling comfortable in my body again. And, and it's good. It's getting me to move more and all of those sorts of things. 
Well, I'm I'm doing I'm really trying to do my part to get you to move more because I am tagging you into the hundred floor challenge. And and I see that you're seeing them. I so I so nearly did a post for you yesterday. Yeah. Because the escalators at my office were out for the day. Yes. Which means instead of getting to, you know, get a free ride, um, I <laughs> have to I have to walk a flight of stairs to get into my office. And if it was not for the fact that, you know, because I work in an office, uh, my step quota was quite low. My floor, my floor quota was high, yeah. but my step quota was low. And I was like, I can't put that on Instagram. I'm going to get slammed. You wouldn't know. You would, you would not get slammed at all. I'll, I'll tell you what. Oh, no, not by you. No. Not by, you know, but by other people. Uh, no, well, and this is what I'm leading to. I, I as, and as you said, like I would would celebrate it all day long and anybody mm. that would throw shade towards you i'd be coming after them there you go oh honey look at you <laughs> look at look at you man and up going yeah. that's my good i'm not that's yeah my I'm, friend. I'm not, I'm, leave her alone you know the, yeah the, <laughs> anybody that would would throw shame or throw flack at anybody for uh, you know some type of workout that they're doing or not living up to some expectation i have zero tolerance for that so um, but yeah, it, it's, it, it's funny because I'll, I'll tag people and what, what's really, what's, what really kind of makes me laugh is I'll tag people, you know, like there's, there's some regulars that, that do this challenge and I'll, as I'm tagging, I'll, I'll tag somebody in twice before they've done a single workout. They're like, do I owe you 200 floors? No, no, no. I'm just tagging you when you have a chance to get to it. If you get on the stair climber, awesome. If you do some other kind of workout and you want to tag me in, that's it. Like this isn't, it's not like I'm tagging you in and you don't do the challenge and all of a sudden you've been tagged five times and you do 500 floors. That's not what this is at all. Which, I mean, thank God, because otherwise <laughs> I'd be doing floors for a week, Daryl. That's right. Like I'd have to call in sick and be like, sorry, no, Daryl wants me to do floors. We would, that would be the new gimmick of our podcast. We would just be going upstairs the entire time we were talking. <laughs> We will not be doing that, by the way, to anybody no, that's listening. No, because I can only fake it for one flight of stairs to pretend that I'm not at all breathless by doing <laughs> what we're doing. You know, that, that thing when you're with somebody who is much fitter than you are and you're like trying to hold it together, but inside you're going. <gasps> See, and that, and that is what's nice about the stair climber. It doesn't matter how fit you are. If you get on that thing for a few minutes, you're going to be out of breath. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, you could, you could work out all the time, but then you get on that thing and you're like, oh, I need to, I need to take a bit of a break here. And yeah, you'll get winded and it's, it's all good. It, it makes everybody feel like they're, they're out of shape. It's nice. <laughs> I, um, when I was in Spain with my best friend and, mm -hmm. you know, she's very tall and so is her husband. And anytime we walked anywhere, I would be like, so cool on the outside and on the inside anytime we got to like the restaurant or the bar that we were going to I was like I'm just going to the bathroom <laughs> and I could literally just stand inside the bathroom door going <gasps> <laughs> give myself a few minutes to just you know re-catch my get it, you know, get it together Rachel head. get it together keep it together keep it yeah, together yeah 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 okay. it's not it's not their fault that I'm not six foot tall that's right <laughs> It's like, I'm trying to keep up with you. Short legs, short legs. Come on. Uh, that that I am actually, life. because we're talking about not taking fitness too, you know, not taking ourseles too seriously. Totally. Basically. 
Um, because I, I find for me that that can sort of be an issue that I come across in Instagram where where people take it so seriously that it almost gets to the, the point of bullying. Yeah, not um, almost, it, actually, it does. Yeah, and I've actually, I've actually seen it a lot in the American community, mm-hmm. um, um, you know. And anyway, um, there is a guy that I follow on Instagram and I absolutely love him. And, I, and he has some followers, but I feel like, you know when there's somebody and you just think they're fantastic and you think that they should have way more followers than they actually do? Yes. So his name is Nick and he's actually British. And um, he does these videos and posts that make me laugh every day. So he talks about his fitness routine and he exercises and he eats as balanced as he possibly can, but he is hilarious in how he does it. And he is not. A, so not before we, before we get into this, because while you're telling the story of Nick, give everybody the handle so we can all go follow him. Okay. So Nick's handle on Instagram is middle age shred. Middle age shred. Yeah. Hold on here. Good Lord. Here, let's do it this way. If you want, I can screenshot. No, you don't. No, no, this is. Okay, let's see. Oh, there he is. Yeah. So he's just, he, he's really humorous about it. He does it in a way that I've not seen anybody else do it. Dude, he's the school sack race winner from 1981. I know, awesome. right? So already you love him. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not? And um, I came across him when he was, um, I feel like he does documentary films or something for a living. And he was traveling and it was sort of the middle of the night wherever he was, but it was actually like my daytime. Yeah. And I, I came across him and we ended up having a really great conversation. And, and yeah, I just, since then, I, I follow what he does. I think he's hilarious. I think he has amazing commitment. <clears throat> but it's one of those things, like, my mother always told me growing up that you be careful who you accept favours from. Because there are people that do favors because they want to help you. And then there are people that do favors because they want to tell you that they're doing favors for you. Mm -hmm. And I find that it can be like that with fitness. There are people that are doing the fitness because they want to be fit and healthy. And then there are people that are doing the fitness so they can tell you that you're not doing the fitness. (laughs) Um, Right. And I just think that he, he strikes the absolute perfect balance. Yeah. And um, and I think that's really rare, and it's really, it's just fun. What looking at his page is really fun, and um, yeah, and and so he just was one of those. I don't even know how I found him. You know, he probably came up in the. You may know this person. You know that thing. I actually, his, yeah, um, and I actually like that because that's very helpful when trying to find people to follow. Well, it it also makes me laugh because, you know, you'll go through a week where everybody announces that they're pregnant on Instagram. So you like their pregnancy posts because even though you're like me and you like if you're if you're like me and you really want a child and you're secretly going, congratulations, you like their pregnancy posts. So then you're you may like these posts, then become nothing but pregnancy posts for like a week. And I've gone. Yeah. I need to like some other stuff. Oh, look, right. hey. Pizza. 
like some pizza. <laughs> well, and you know, as far as as people do take it very very serious, and I, when I started really putting stuff out on my on my profile on Instagram and everywhere else on social media, I just decided I'm like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna make this as relaxed and low key as possible. And I even I I did a video last week of making a smoothie without protein powder, a protein shake without protein <laughs> powder, and like I got a I got a uh, DM from Christy who's been on the podcast before. Yes, I love Christy. She's great. Yes, she she uh, also loves yellow Converse. Um, yes. So like, she's like, I love your 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 uh, cooking demonstration videos, and I kind of laughed. I'm like. I guess their demonstration. I mean, it's just me showing everybody how I make food. Like it's not, but I, I'm certainly there. There's no real angles involved and there's no like special lighting, but okay, I'll start doing more of that. But, um, but yeah, it's like, I, I think people do take it way too seriously. I think that um, it's very easy to get caught up into, Oh my gosh, what am I going to post? How are people going to react and all this other stuff? So I think if you're somebody that is, you know, working hard, like it seems like Nick's doing, but not taking this stuff all that seriously, then, you know, that's, that's the best way of doing it. And I think, we, yeah. I, I really think we need more of that in the fitness community. On, on I, I, I think it's like anything, yeah. you know, I am, I am not an absolute person, right? You know, I have amazing admiration for people who are absolute people, Within exception of like terrorism, not so abs- not so. Um, <laughs> thank admi- you for admi- thank you for the clarification. But like, I I do admire the people that can run fifty k marathons. Yeah. Like the dedication yeah. that that takes is incredible. Yeah. But I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> right. It's not even a case of I don't think I could do that because I mean I really don't think I could do that because you know my my sister and I were actually um talking when she was over for dinner the other night and and she was saying something to me because I kept getting up to get things and, and she's just like it's so it, it's so surreal to look at how much you move she's like you never used to you used to like once you sat you sat she's like and now it's like does someone want a drink you're up does someone want this oh okay oh sweetie you want more cucumber okay you're up and and she's like and it's just really surreal to see that and I'm like yeah you know I said you know I like running around everywhere and then she looked at me and I went well you know not running because the only time I'm running is if something's chasing me and and she laughed she's like yeah that's true (laughs) well and and it's funny because like running to me is the most I just I I, I'm not a runner I'm not a fan of running on various conversations if you hear us talking about the race we're doing in May I'm like, I'm the one that is kicking and screaming and being drugged to do this at some point. I'm, yeah. I'm, and Gary's like, yeah, we can do. Yeah. This. Yeah. He's like, we're going to do this. I'm like, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it now. I mean, like, and I'm, I, I like, I like training for this, this kind of race. Mm. But like, if somebody is running a, um, a half marathon or a marathon and they've got this full all out training regimen where they're running a certain number of miles, however many days a week and ramping up and doing this. Like I can't, I just, I cannot get into it that way. And, 
you know, there's a there's an app for people when they start running. They do the the couch to five k race. Yes, and, yes, I have that app on my phone. Well, and there's it. but here's the funny part: like they have this whole training program that works people up to doing the five k distance, and and it's it's um so there, there's this entire process. But see, I used to. It, it's funny. I don't like running, but I used to get people from couch to five k. Like in our running group, I would do the walkers in the 5k so a lot of times people that were just coming into running for the first time would come and work with me so what we would do first day out like they were like well this is what the couch to 5k app says i'm like awesome let's just go out and do this and what i would do is we would do the 5k distance the very first day so the way that i train for races because i only do the shorter ones if you're doing longer races yes you have to have more of a training protocol but i will have somebody do the distance day one and we're going to see how much time it it takes to do it and then you're just gradually trying to improve your time so Mm. you know for me it's like doing the whole whole laid out regimen of of training and ramping up i'm like yeah we're not going to do that let's just do this and and see if we can improve our time um and typically that first day out it would end with like breakfast at, at a waffle place so Oh my gosh! Yes, click the press. That's yeah. That that would be incentive. I'd just be like, one more can of waffles. One more can. That's waffles. right. Well, and and that was <laughs> that was our landmarks. Like our landmarks were all restaurants and like coffee shops. Mm. Yeah, people liked I, my. Um, I mean, people liked my running group when I was doing it. Yeah, see, I I, th- I think the thing is, is that it always comes back to to do what works for you. Yes, and and I think actually when it comes to breathing and learning how to monitoring learning how to monitor your breathing. Mm-hmm. I think that people are either naturally good at breathing when they're running or good at breathing when they're swimming. That makes you sense. Can find your, yeah, you find your rhythm. I, I'm a natural swimmer. My father was a really good swimmer. I, I, was, I was a state swimmer when I was a teenager and I taught swimming for five years. I can get in a pool and swim 5Ks and be tired, mm-hmm. but, you know, still keep going. I could run 5Ks and for a week I'd be like, why do my legs hate me? Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so like, I find people that can do absolutes admirable. You know, people that are absolute with their diet, it's, it's very admirable. People that are absolute, like I, I used to work at a Catholic nursing home and you would, I, I worked with nuns who were absolute in their beliefs. And that kind of faith, that kind of belief in something is a very admirable trait, but it is not part of who I am. Right. I am in no way a black or white person. I never have been. I am all shades of gray. We're not talking 50 shades of gray because <laughs> no, but we are, but, but I'm all shades of gray. You know, I, I, I don't think I could do what I do for a living or work with people the way that I have and can and be as good as if, do you know how hard it is for me to say that I'm really good at working with people? I am really good at working with people, Daryl. And I don't think I could do that if I was an absolute person. Because there are people that go, absolute, right? Well, someone's either a criminal or they're not. Or someone's either a, you know? And and for me, if it's yes or no, we take out the why or wherefore. And I'm all about the why and the wherefore. It's what makes life interesting. It's what makes things interesting because. Well, you know? and I think if you're dealing with people, you, you can't, you cannot be somebody that deals in absolutes because nope. you can, you can only 
you can only look at people in absolutes if you don't have the context for their situation. As soon as they're sitting in front of you and they're telling you their story, the absolutes go away. And then everything is, then everything is shades of gray. And Mm. you'll find that, um, that no two people really have the same exact story. And that, um, that's the other thing that gets me into this whole tirade with the fitness and weight loss community is everybody wants to fit people into categories, whether it be the diet they're following, the exercise program they're doing, or, you know, what, whatever it is. And there's, there's always more to it. And it's, it's always about what's going on in that particular person's situation. So I I agree with you. I think if you work with people and you're going to be successful at it and you're going to enjoy it, that, yeah, you, you can't deal in absolutes because, because the gray, the gray, the details, that's, that's where everything is. And so because I am a person that can't deal in absolutes, Mm -hmm. I actually, do you know what's funny? I, I think that people can sort of see people that don't deal in absolutes as being a bit flighty but I I actually think I see so much more amazing and beauty and I I see so much more in the world right than a lot of other people do and yeah I I don't know whether that's perspective or that's just because I'm not an absolute some of my closest friends by the way are absolute people Um, And it's funny because sometimes you need that balance. You need that balance of somebody that's going to be like, no. (laughs) When I'm like, well. (laughs) Well, I think there are certain, I I think there's always going to be things in our life that we feel we are absolute about at various times. And then it changes. Like right now, you are absolute about not having a sausage roll. And, you know, that might seem... (laughs) I mean, it, well, it, it might seem like a silly example, but I mean, the point I'm making is like, okay, there were times in your life you were not absolutely no sausage roll. You might have been absolutely all sausage roll. And at some point in your No, life, no, I'm still all sausage roll. I'm just not consuming. You're just not consuming. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, I, I think, I think it's, it's, there's going to be things that you're absolute about, but you also have to realize that as time goes on and that you do have more experiences and you talk to different people and, and, you know, things change in your life, um, you know, you're absolute. So there's going to be things you're absolute now that you kind of loosen up on, you know, in the future. And there's going to be things right now that really don't seem to matter all that much to you, but maybe you'll have more of a hard, fast approach to it later. I mean, yeah. And I think I, I don't I don't know. It's funny because I think it's kind of ironic if we're labeling people as absolute people, because then we're just making an absolute category about their personality. And I think <laughs> I think uh, well, yeah. I, I guess I guess by saying absolute, yeah. I, I think that there are some people that are more predisposed to being black or white. Yes or no. Okay. And then you have people that are in the middle that go. Mm, maybe. you know and I think that I'm a I'm a maybe I I feel like okay do I think that there are some evil people in this world yes do I think that you need to be an evil person to do an evil thing no um do I think that there's room between those two things yes do I think that every person that commits a crime is evil no and so but there are people like when when you study philosophy, you learn that there are people that go yes or no. Like, yeah. You know, if you if you you know. I do.
at things over the years. You know, it used to be if you ate meat on a Friday, you went to hell. Right? Mm -hmm. Now it's pretty much just make sure you wear underwear on a Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Right? um, Or on any day. Yes. Ladies, just any day. Okay. (laughs) And gentlemen, I know some of you like to have a little bit of extra freedom, but wear your underwear. (laughs) I don't, it's like the most inappropriate reference ever, but Tom Petty, free fallen, just went in my head. (laughs) I just felt it was appropriate to be silent there for a few moments after. <laughs> I'm still singing it. I know. I know. <laughs> oh. I had the most hilarious conversation with a lady I work with today about the fact that um the fact that um Carol King is not dead. I'm like, there was a Carol King song on the radio, and I'm like, oh, I love Carol King. And she's like, yeah, I loved her too. And I'm like, what do you mean you loved her? And she's like, well, you know, she's been dead forever. And of course, she's not dead. She was in Gilmore Girls. And she's like, no, she's dead. And I'm like, no, she's not. And and it was one of those, let's just Google it conversations. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she was in Gilmore Girls. And I'm like, yeah. Which Which I'm now... Yeah, I'm I'm now looking to make sure because I wasn't sure. And then yes, she played Sophie, who owned the music store in Gilmore. I, I, I have no idea. Uh, Do you know she was also she was either married or she was in a relationship with James Taylor, and I feel like they have a child together. Can you imagine that kid? If it's tone deaf, that's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> Two of these great. You know, these great soulful songwriters. Who was the other one? Um, James, uh, Carly, was Carly Simon the other one that he was involved with? Yes. Yeah, so Carly Simon was actually the song after the Carol King song. Today. Oh, good. And Lord. it was Carly Simon, you're so vain. And, um, which was written about Warren Beatty. Did you know that? I thought it was written about James Taylor. Mm, uh, no, I, okay. I mean, you can look, you're, you're most likely going to be right on this and I'm not, but. I, I felt like it was written about Warren Beatty, but um, I, you, you know what? You could be right. Let's look it up. <clears throat> <laughs> I love how we just, we just re- like, this is seven minutes uh, ago. We were talking about, you mentioned Fifty Shades of Grey. We were talking about people <laughs> not being able to eat meat on Fridays. Now they just have to wear underwear. And now we're wanting to see. Ah, okay. So Carly Simon revealed that the second verse of Your Surveying is about Warren Beatty. Ah. So others have guessed that other parts of the song are about other people, um, including James Taylor and Mick Jagger. <laughs> but the only one that she's confirmed is Warren Beatty. So and let's talk about the fact that Google now has the, when you search for people, it it has the uh, more people kind of like we were talking about on Instagram. So you type in Carly Simon and then you also get James Taylor. You get Carol King. You get Sally Taylor. Oh, that's, that's their daughter. You know what I love? I love that you typed in the name. I literally, I, I, I treat Google like it can read my mind. And I'm just like, who was your surveying written about? <laughs> that's what I asked Google. That's hilarious. Let me see. And now I'm, oh, Cat Stevens. There you go. Oh, Cat Stevens died, right? Let's see. 
and Cat Stevens. Come on, Wikipedia, because we know this will be true. Nope, he's still alive. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Oh gosh, I'm that's I don't long. I don't think he's listening, but I'm but no, but like, what if I jinx him now? You're, you don't have that kind okay. of power. Well, the conversation that we had at work today is the lady that I work with is telling me that the last time, the last three times she's accused a, a singer of being dead, they actually died not long after. And I just looked at her and deadpan, I said to her, so wait, am I blaming you for Bowie? And she's like, no, because that's an injustice to myself. <laughs> that's <now."> funny. Well, <laughs> just tell your coworker that I am now nicknaming her Black Widow. <laughs> oh my gosh so my my big I, I don't know whether you read what i what i tweet about i'm not very good at twitter by the way Darryl. i'm even worse at twitter <laughs> than you are i get on like once a week <laughs> i am um, i literally have only been on the last two days because of the oscars and i like reading all the controversial tweets um yeah so um my my because I don't have, well, technically I have a manager, but she she's not coming over from another office until next Friday. That's a conversation you and I will have off the air. Yes. Um, my big boss was in the office today. And I'm like, I always do this thing where I'm like, okay, remember that you have to be professional. Remember that you have to be professional. Remember that you have to be professional. And he's looked at me and he's like, computer system's not working. And I'm like, no. And he's like, have you ever watched The Good Place? And so then I fan geek out and tell him how much I love the show. And we're talking all about the show and we're talking about America. And I'm like, oh, I've never been to the States. And then um, we're talking about like potential places to go on holidays. And so say, say somebody was going to the States, where in the States they would potentially go. And, um, <laughs> and I had to change my story somewhere in the middle of this. You picked up on that, right? Yes. And, um, yes. and so then somehow along the way we get talking about podcasting he did not know what podcasting was he finds it hilarious that i podcast with somebody in america he's like what do you talk about i'm like whatever we want and he's like but like what and i'm like like whatever we want and he's like how would i listen to it and i've gone do you have an iphone and he's like yeah and i've gone okay and i showed him he's like how did i not know that that was there and I've gone, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> He won't listen, but, um, <laughs> but like what, but like what, what do you talk about? Like whatever we want, but what do you mean? Like whatever you want. What? Like talk back radio, Rachel? Yeah, a bit like that. It, it is. It's, <laughs> it's, but with absolutely no planning and no production, it's just having a, a conversation. This is like, it, it's funny because there's a lot of people that are, that don't even know podcasts exist. And then there's a lot of people that are just starting to listen to this, but um, it, it it actually is kind of like, it's kind of like reality TV, but to radio. So, you know, everybody thought when reality TV first came out that, you know, nobody was going to watch it. These aren't celebrities. These are just real people. But the whole thing is, is that I, I think we just like to hear, people's stories and i think we're reality tv even though it was doctored up and staged and and you know they kind of knew it was going to happen ahead of time 
it it just had more of a realness feel to it than than the mass produced movies and, and TV shows. And I think we're getting to a point with radio or now podcasting where, yes, you're always going to have a place for the uh, more produced, like a traditional radio show type thing. But more and more people are going to be interested in hearing, you know, shows like what you and I do. And we, yeah, we, what do you guys talk about? Whatever we want. And and we just kind of see where, where the conversation goes. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's kind of, a, it's, it's a fascinating time because you and I are actually very, very early on with this kind of podcasting. Mm. Kind of neat. It really is. Yeah. And then we can all just, you know, when everybody else copies us, we can be like, <laughs> yeah, we started that. I, yeah. That's us. We're, we're trailblazers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which we do, by the way, anybody listening, we absolutely want you to start a podcast. Oh, 100%. We'll be on it. We, we will be. <laughs> well, and, you know, that's the funny thing is like, because I, I, I love having people on and I love just having them share their stories. And I've talked to a couple of people that like, oh, well, I finally got the invite. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is a, all you got to do is say, I want to, I want to be on your podcast and, you know, we'll figure out how to do it. But people are like, oh, you haven't invited me. Well, invite yourself. Yeah. Invite yourself. <laughs> Seriously. You know. I um I kind of like uh the Gary Gary has done that with his podcast lately where he's literally just put a thing in his stories just going Do you want to talk to me? Yeah. <laughs> Come and talk to me. I have to I, I remember like I, I don't know whether he's ever told you this. The second time that we did a podcast together me and him. Yeah. We yeah. literally only did that because he had to put out content and he had nothing. <laughs> and he was he was freaking out and I've gone call me up Gary let's chat. Yeah, there you go. And he's like, about what? And I've got, I've got no idea, but let's just chat. And then you've got something, you've got content. And that was how the second one came about. And, um, you know, it, sometimes, sometimes these things are so much better when they're unplanned. Yeah. Well, and the more you, the more you do this kind of unplanned or unscripted, the easier it gets. You know, there's never any anxiety between you and I, I don't think I'm speaking for you and I apologize, but like there was never any anxiety on my part. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we going to talk about? I, there's never yeah. a plan. We just talk and it works out. That's, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. I, I, I remember doing, so, so when I, when I first started doing my degree, they, you know, they, they teach you active listening, which sounds ridiculous. People think that you you know, everybody thinks that everyone's a good listener. No, most people are not good listeners at all. Right. They literally are just waiting to respond. Um, and so they teach you active listening. They teach you how to how to be how to show the empathy that you've already got. And and one of the ways that they do that is they get you to <laughs> videotape yourself interviewing somebody. And my first. I remember my first semester of uni, I didn't, and at this stage, I didn't really know anybody and I didn't have a video camera. So I had to hire a video camera from the uni because, you know, this was 2001 and, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't have that stuff on our phones. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, there was three other girls that were in my class that all wanted to use the video camera at the same time. And we, and none of us really knew each other. And we just went, okay, well, why don't we all just interview each other? And that will be how we do this. 
And I never realized that I was really, really good at that. The second time I did it, I planned things out and I was horrendous. Yeah. Because I am somebody that I, I, I'm a feeler, not a thing. I, I mean, I'm a thinker. My God, I'm an overthinker. But I feel things. Yeah. I feel, you know, I feel response. I wait for response. I, I watch. And, and it's like I've, I've said to you, Daryl, I think if ever we're in the same place, our podcast would go off because we would be able to see each other's expressions and, and, and you know, and not just go by what we're hearing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, we've gotten to a point where, um, and I'm, I look at the, the, we don't talk over each other as much. It's normally me talking over you. Uh, we, we get excited. We do get excited, <laughs> but you know, part of that is actually endearing. Like I, at this point now, like it's just kind of part of how it is. And I agree. Like if there's a, if we are to do one of these in person and see each other's facial expressions and, and kind of play off each other's energy in, you know, face to face, I almost said in real life, but I'm trying to get away from that because this what we're doing right now this is real life this is real life. this is real life. yeah and no I, I i do agree with you on that um i also because again like i i just this is such a, a a unique way of of expressing yourself and getting to meet other people and getting to hear them share their stories and just in the world we live in today i i don't think there's as much time to script and plan. I think you have to be good at communicating on the fly. I think you do have to work on active listening and I think podcasting and having guests on and, you know, it it really actually can help a lot of people do that because, you know, people are telling their story and and you're reacting to it. And um, you're right. Most, most people in general aren't, you're definitely not born a good listener. Um, It's, it's a skill that you have to develop. And I mean, there's, there's just, oh my gosh, there's so much that that's probably the podcasting is getting up there with the uh, fitness mindset for me of like the central message. Cause I really do believe that we're all going to look back at this in five to 10 years when everybody has a podcast and people are going to be like, I wish I started earlier. It's like what blogs are now. There's so many blogs that you would never have time to, to read you know, just a small percentage of the ones that cover uh, a topic that you, you enjoy. So uh, I'm, I'm, I used to be a blogger. Did you know that? I think everybody at some point used to be a blogger, but what... I, I, I was a hardcore blogger. Okay. Hardcore. Like, was, what was your, was, okay. So I was, tell us about it. Um, I was really into the Australian blogging movement. I blogged three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. I blogged about different things. A lot of it, even then, this was back when I weighed over 500 pounds. A lot of it even then was about body positivity and and my size not dictating who I am. And a lot, about a lot of other things. And, you know, when I first started, I, I was a newlywed and I was very much finding my feet with that and finding my place with that and working out all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I stopped when he got sick. Yeah. I blogged once when he got sick and I, I wrote and I wrote. And I think, to be completely honest, it is the most beautiful thing I've ever written 
But what I was writing about wasn't just mine. It was his. Yeah. And he, he can't remember things that happen. And I don't want him to have to. Yeah. And so I, I've made it completely private now. I still have it. I didn't get rid of it. I love what I wrote and it's a good way for me to look back. But I am not that person anymore. And because I'm not that person anymore and because so much of what I wrote, in some ways, I think when you live through trauma, in some ways things can be painful. Good memories can be painful. And, and so I, I keep that. That's just for me for now. And, and, you know, maybe one day I'll, I'll make it public again, but well, I was I, very, uh, very in it and I loved it. I, I love writing. I, you know, I'm, I'm good at self-expression. <laughs> well, and I think, I, I think that I'm glad to hear that you still have it. Um, yeah. Because I think that's one benefit of doing any of this this stuff, whether it's, it's Instagram or whether it's blogging or podcasting or YouTubing or any of it, because you really can look into a window of, of what you were thinking at a certain point in your life. And I I think that's one of the greatest things because you will be able to look back and reflect and see kind of of where you were with things. Yeah. Um, You know, so we're talking, so you, when did you, do you remember the year that you started doing this? I started blog. writing it in 2012. Okay. And I stopped writing it in 2016. Okay. But you were doing three to four posts a week? Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's funny. I Because that was the first thing I was going to do is I was going to write a blog. So uh, I had one. And then for some reason, I've since gotten this whole thing of like not editing and just putting stuff out. I've gotten better with that. But it used to be that I would sit in front of the keyboard and I I bought a bunch of how-to books for blogging. And I had all these, mm-hmm. you know, I had all the stuff that I read. I did all these exercises. But like I just could not get my thoughts out. And it was like at that time, I just, it was it was hard for me to be able to express how I felt through writing. Um, yeah. because I was, I was constantly trying to refine it. Um, but then gradually uh, the thing that was, so that would have been 20, probably 2013. And then I started doing the, there's a, there's a YouTube channel for me that has over a hundred videos on it that nobody ever watches. Like it's out there for public. If anybody ever wants to see it, they can. Um, but you know, I'm so going to, you can, you no, you, you totally can. And it's really like, if you guys have a Roku and you have the YouTube app, like I've done that just to, to freak my wife out. She'll come in and I've had videos of myself on the TV and she's like, what the hell is that? Um, <laughs> but, but what I liked about it is you'll start to see kind of like my, my thoughts, especially on the health and fitness stuff. Like my message is pretty much the same as what it was when I started. But I started with YouTube and then that parlayed into Instagram and that's part that's kind of evolved into this, but it's the same thing. It's, it's being able to, to express yourself. And there are, I, I do have blogs on each of my websites um, and I go in spurts, like I'll have times where I want to write and then I can just, it's funny because when I used to sit down, one of the exercises was sit down for 
45 minutes or 500 words. And I just remember I would sit there and stare at my, at the, uh, the keyboard on my laptop, like, and I could not get anything out. But now, like if I, when I do feel like writing a blog post, yeah, I'll bang out of a three, a 500 post and, and just, you know, put it out and I'll do like a post a day or, you know, two or three a week or whatever. But like, I really have to be feeling it. I just, I look at, there's so many different ways to express yourself now. Um, but for me going back and watching those YouTube videos, if I watch some of the early ones, especially like I remember what was going through my head then. Like, I remember what I was hoping to, to do with all this, what my message was, was going to be and where I was wanting to take it. And it's, it's just, I I think that's a huge part of any of this stuff is for the person that's creating it and putting it out, because you really can look back and see, you know, where you were at that point in your life. And I think that's a really neat thing to do. I'm trying to find you. Do you know how many Daryl Harry's there are? Oh, there's a ton, but it goes to, well, uh, yourlevelfitness.com has one. Oh, of course. And then if you're wanting, and I'll tell you, if you're trying to get to the YouTube channel, which you probably mm-hmm. are, yes, go I am. To, yes, go to the dot com and then scroll down to the bottom, and the YouTube channel is linked up there. For some reason, I'm clicking on it to make sure it's still live. Like, you know, you would think that they've maybe taken it down, but they've not. Because I was going to say, I um, I I looked for you, and I could only find Daryl. Uh, like, I could find the. Uh... Um, Gary Cantrell ones. Oh yeah, the the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I those are it. those are my sites. So yourlevelfitness dot com. That's all fitness stuff. And then within probably the next couple months, because I've got my other site, which is DarylPerry dot com, and then I've got a bunch of Instagram handles that I've purchased the URLs to just point to that including com. so there's going to be a, a i'm probably going to put a mix of a lot of different things on there oh yeah i've got a friend called daryl perry yeah you do <laughs> just one i yeah i look i i loved blogging i i treat blogging the same way i treated uh university assignments yeah i was better at doing it on a timeline i i'm I am somebody 100% better at working. You know, I knew a girl who would, the minute we got our assessment list, she would go through and she would start every single assessment and she would do it slowly with no stress. I do things slowly with no stress and I get, you know, a barely pass. But if I do it the night before and I'm like, oh my God, I may die. I may not get this done. <laughs> I, I will kill it. I will kill it because I'm an overthinker. And because yeah. I'm an overthinker, I will write it and then rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it. And the way around it is to make it so that I don't have a choice. And maybe that's part of my problem with doing my own podcast. Because when I podcast with you, you put it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know True. I, mean? I True. can't think it through and go, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't. No, I'll be late. And so, yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's just one of those things. And... And I like, I think blogging, podcasting, Instagram, social media in general, uh, anything like that. I think it all comes down to your comfort level and, and what you're willing to share. Yes. And I funnily enough was very willing to share my life before 
someone's vulnerability was compromised by whether or not I was sharing my life. And, and I think that's probably how a lot of people feel when they have kids. (laughs) Like, you know, you know, people change the way that they appear on social media after they have children Mm -hmm. quite often or what they're willing to post or what they're willing to say or, you know, and, um, and there's just, I mean, it happens all the time in my feed on Instagram, all these people going, be real, be real, be real. I literally had a conversation with somebody the other day about being real. Somebody's like, oh, people just need to be real. And I was quite direct with them. And I've gone, well, by your standards, I'm not real. And they went, what? And I've gone, well, by your standards, I'm not real. Because I don't post everything. Because just because I choose to be on Instagram doesn't mean everybody in my life chooses to be involved in that. Um, uh, and it's the same with podcasting that I'm, I, you know, I will share, but I also, yeah. I also, you know, and, and I think you, it's, it's quite respectful to the people in our lives, the amount that we're willing to share and what we're willing to share and, and knowing where, where we have to draw the line. And, and you and I know this, we actually did a podcast once that, that mm-hmm. failed and we both chose to not re-record it and to not release it because we had gotten into a conversation. We were of course distracted by the fact that it's us and it's a conversation. So there's no bounds. Right. But then having that conversation and putting that out there are two different things. And, and yeah. And so this person's like, Oh, but you're real. And I went, yeah, but to you, I'm real. But if you're going by your standards, you, you, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of (laughs) not. And and I'm okay with that. I I think I think the thing is, is that it it comes back to the absolute that there is no absolute. There is no one way to do anything. You know, there is a million different ways to get the same. You know, for every you know for each person to do something differently to get the same result or to get a different result. It depends on what they want. And I. Don't, I'm not that person that's going to go on Instagram and go, you know what? I'm in the hospital. I need some attention. Right. And it's completely okay to be that person, by the way. It is completely okay to let people know and to, to share that part of your life. I just am not that person. And when things are going bad in my life or if I'm having family issues or if I'm having caring issues, because that's my main thing that I filter. Mm-hmm. That is nobody's damn business. I People are allowed to know what I'm willing to share. And what I share with you as a friend is different to what I share, the, the amount of which I would share with you as a friend as opposed to what I may share on the podcast or on my Instagram. It's quite ironic. I feel more open and able to talk on this than I, I do on Instagram. Um, it's, what's the song line? I'm not here for your entertainment, but I kind of am. And, and that's okay, but I'm going to let you only know as much about me as I want you to. And, and I just, I fail to see why people get so wrapped up in that concept, because if everybody genuinely cared about everybody being real on Instagram, get rid of the freaking filters and do your stories without a full face of makeup and don't brush your hair and don't pose in a flattering angle or in a flattering light. Like what is, what does any of that matter? If you want to do all that stuff, cool. I get it. 
God knows I feel a lot more ready to attack the world when I'm wearing mascara than when I'm not. And I just, yeah, it's just this concept of real, 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 real. Like, why are we so obsessed with real? You know, well, real I think reality TV shows that aren't real. I think the, it, and it is very easy to get wrapped up in the whole concept of real, but real is whatever you're comfortable with sharing it whatever time you decide to share it. And, you know, we, I, I know we talk about this a lot because it's, it's a pretty big, I mean, it, it's a pretty big topic where, you know, look, you've got to know what boundaries that you have and what you're comfortable with sharing. And if you're comfortable with sharing everything, then that's completely up to you. Uh, the thing that I don't like is when somebody um, decides that they're going to share everything and then they get backlash and then they're like, how dare you say this to me? You know, it's like, well, wait a minute. You're the one that's putting everything out there. If you're going to put everything out there and somebody doesn't agree with you, you can't get that offended when they respond to you putting everything out. I totally get that it is your personal life and, and it hurts when people attack what you believe personally, but you can't have it both ways of look at me, look at me. I want the attention. And then when somebody looks at that and is like, eh, you know, or says something, you can't get that offended. And, but I think as far as what the definition of what real is, real is whatever you want to decide. And it's interesting because people don't, you make a great point. People don't necessarily want real. They want real in certain doses about certain things. Mm-hmm. Right. The the high angle uh, selfies and the filters are not going anywhere. Hashtag real. Um, and, you know, you, you just it, it's it's a filtered life that you're seeing. And um, it's kind of funny that you the, the episode that we did not publish, we didn't publish it because um, of something that was like the topic was getting more. It was. It, the it was topic, a personal conversation. It was a personal. It was a personal conversation, and it was something that was leading towards like. And I, I don't. I think if we had the conversation now, like it would probably go up because I think we've gotten with this podcast where there is no boundaries with it. But yeah. it's interesting, like. But it, it was even just like it. It got to the point where we were in such a comfort zone. Yeah. That we started using names of people and well and that's places what, that's and what details, that's details what I'm, that i'm not comfortable with people and that's, knowing and, and that's what i'm and that's what i'm leading to because like this past week it's funny i did something on my story that has probably only happened two or three times since i've had instagram and see my wife does not like she doesn't care that i do the stuff that i do and she doesn't care about the stuff that i post and she follows me and she sees the stuff and but like she's not involved in instagram um, Facebook, she's, she's all about, but you know, I put a, I was, I was eating a cinnamon roll in my story and we were sitting there having lunch and we were splitting it and I put the camera on her and then I uploaded it to my story and like, she didn't care, but like previously that would be a very big, that, that would be like a really big deal yeah. putting her on, on camera because she wasn't comfortable with it. And I still refer to her as Miss Level Fitness, which I think is hilarious, but probably nobody. Else <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, no, I like that. You can yeah. you get points for that for me. <laughs> well, and then I put everything like everything now is uh, is 
the year level like somebody was talking about smoothies i was like well i've been making smoothies in the year level fitness kitchen and you know what uh somebody posted a meme of like what hoodie and what pair of yoga pants should i wear today so in the comments i'm like the ones with the year level fitness logo it's it's getting a little silly but like you know it's it's all about it's all about what you're comfortable with and when people are like well you're not real you're not real well i'm being as real as i as i want to be and you know i've i've said many times to you and 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 on this podcast too that like you know when when people meet me face to face outside of instagram i don't want there to be a disconnect from the person that they see in their phone and the person that's standing right in front of them so mm. i work very hard to do that but i also get for other people that look they're not comfortable sharing everything and that's I- absolutely fine I think in real life, the essence of me is the same. I am cheerful. I am bright. I am a bit too much. Um, <laughs> but I, I actually would say that I'm, I'm sort of the same in real life as well, that if I was not comfortable answering a question about my life, yeah. I flip it back. You know, if someone wants to ask me how I'm doing and I'm, I'm not doing particularly okay, I'd be like, oh, I'm okay. So what's been going on with you? I'll flip it back on them. <laughs> yeah, you're really and, good at that. Actually. <laughs> right? And it's not, it's not me being fake. It's, that's, if anything, that's actually me yeah. being exceptionally real. Yeah. Because that's who I am. If I, you know, I, I'm, I am stubbornly self-sufficient in the sense of when I'm going through something, I feel like I'm going through it. And I will eventually, you know, when I get to a point where I'm thinking, oh, crap, this is going to start affecting my friendships or my relationships, I will go, okay, I'm going through something. Give me a minute. I'll deal with it. I'll be back. Yeah. And ironically, I've lost friendships for that. Because there's only so many times you can tell somebody that you don't have a problem with them. Like, what have I done wrong? You've done nothing wrong. This is what's happening in my life. This is what I'm focusing on. I need to focus on that. I need to work through it. Okay, but what have I done wrong? You're not listening. You're not <laughs> listening. And there's, you know, I've lost friendships for it. And, and part of me regrets that, that maybe I wasn't more forthcoming. But the other part of me goes, well, if you really love somebody, you have to really know somebody to really love them. And, and my real friends know that about me, that, you know, that that's the message I'll get where it's, you've been a bit quiet. Is there stuff going on? Do we need to get coffee? And and that's where I'm good, you know. And and I think I think that when we accuse people of being real or not real, it, it says so much more about us than them. Like yeah. it says so much more about how we expect people to react. And you know, and it's just like literally. I remember when I first started dating and what are you thinking? Nothing. What are you thinking? Nothing. What are you thinking? Nothing. Until one day he turned around and he went, babe, like I'm really not, when I'm telling you I'm not thinking anything, (laughs) I'm really not thinking anything. (laughs) Oh, he's like, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking a million things all at once. The yeah. top was being, what's he thinking? <laughs> yeah. 
and 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 that's it like we project I project that on because I am an overthinker because I can think 50 things at once because my mind literally looks like that horrendous computer screen with 50 tabs all open at the same time. (laughs) I just assumed that his mind would be the same and it's not. And, and so I think it's great to have expectations, but when we allow our expectations to make judgment calls on people, we miss out on the opportunity to really get to know them and to, to really get to know what it is that they could bring to our life. And, you know, and I have, I have some amazing kick-ass women in my life. Actually, I have a lot of amazing kick-ass women in my life. Mm-hmm. But they're all amazing kick-ass women in different ways. You know, my, my sister and I, I, it's funny, I see similarities between us, but I see differences as well. And... We, we were both sat next to each other on the couch on Friday night. We were watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And I said some, I said a line. I don't even remember what it was from, but I said a movie line. And she immediately followed it up with the, the movie line that came after it. And I've looked at her and I'm just like, oh, you're so my sister. But we are strong in different ways and we are different women. We have similarities, but we are different. And I have friends that are strong in these, like, I, you know, I have friends that are absolute yes or no black or white people. And I have friends that are quiet, who barely speak, but when they speak, oh my God, it's the best thing you've ever heard. And it doesn't make any of them more or less real. It just, it makes us all different. And that's what all of this is about, isn't it? Because if we just wanted to deal with the same people we already know day in and day out, why would we be on Instagram? With exception to the people that are trying to build businesses. Um, you know what I mean? Like if, if you've joined an Instagram community, you've, you've joined it because you're wanting to meet and experience other people. And by questioning how real somebody is, by projecting your perception on real and your perception of sincerity on them, you're missing out. Because, you know, like I, I had someone say to me, oh, but every single thing they do is selling something. And I'm like, yeah, but nobody's telling you to listen. Nobody's telling you to not skip the story or mute the story. You're choosing to watch it. So, you know, they choose what they put out there. You choose what you listen to. So I think everything we're talking about ties back to absolutes. Nicely done. <laughs> and, you know, I, I I agree with you because once you're removing your expectations of people, that's when social media becomes a great place. Yeah. When you are open to seeing what other people are thinking why they act the way that they do, you know, what, what are they excited about? What do they, what keeps them up at night? You know, what scares them? What are they working towards? When you, when you open yourself up to that, you can really, really get a better appreciation for everyone. And you really start to have friendships from people that you otherwise like, 
different people that you would not meet otherwise. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny for me because if I look at the people, if I go into my, my DMS right now, um, and look at the people that I talk to regularly, uh, now some of these are clients, but a lot of these are just people that I've, I've met through the community. And I, I one have a very diverse group of people from all over the world that I talk to. And the fact that you and I do this on a weekly basis and just have a conversation. And I mean, I've, I, we've talked about this from the very beginning. Like I just, I was always fascinated. Like I always wanted to hear perceptions and perspective from you on various different things. So (laughs) Because because I'm um, unfortunately I'm cursed with uh, honesty and an inability to not tell you what I'm really thinking. <laughs> it depends. It, it depends. In certain there, there's a certain level of trying to read between the lines, and there's a certain level of just realizing that yeah, eh, she's not going to tell us that. Um, <laughs> but, oh, I will always tell you exactly, but I what I'm willing that. to tell the world yeah. is different. Well, and, and so, but the thing is, is you end up, if you're putting everything through your filter and it's very hard to stop doing this as an individual, because I mean, look, we always want to see things, we're, we're always looking at things and tying it back to our experiences and our perspective. So it's very hard to remove that when you're, when you're talking to people, but if you're able to just even a little bit or, you know, here and there in a conversation, you can really make some, some powerful connections and you can develop some really, really great friendships. I would now, agree. The interesting thing and where I'm on the business sense where I'm lucky is basically the things that I sell are tied into like my core beliefs. So you can see when somebody's selling something and the main benefit for them selling it is the transaction and, you know, getting Fit the, 15. Uh, Sorry. What's that? FitFam15. FitFam15, yes, promo codes. <laughs> so, like, you know, you can you can see when somebody's doing that. And I don't – I never – I will never – anybody that's hustling to make a living and they're using the, the tools we have available to make that living, bravo. Because they're doing something that a lot of people wish that they could do, but they're not going to put in the time to, you know – try and do it. And and the thing is, is whether you're selling anything you're selling, you're going to deal with a lot of rejection because most people will say no, just because they don't want to be sold to. None of us like to be sold. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you have, you end up working through that. If you're able to be successful selling anything, whether you're doing something that you've developed on your own or you're doing something through a company, you're being a brand rep or you're throwing out a promo code. I have a certain level of respect for that. Now, on the flip side of it, though, and this is so much with what we see in the weight loss community, is that the fads come and go. And in any, we're we're talking about being real, we're talking about being honest, we're talking about being true. What you have above anything else online, just like in real life, is your, or face-to-face, getting out of this whole real life thing, um, (laughs) face-to-face is your reputation. Yeah, is your reputation. So if you're pushing a certain product line or a certain, uh, whether it's supplements, teas, or wraps for using the weight loss, um, 
you know, you have to realize that that stuff's going to go out of fashion eventually. The brands are not going to go under, but the community as a whole, partly because they've got people constantly pushing these products in the DM and it's a, it's a cliche, like the copy and paste sales messages that, that most of us see. Oh, um, but can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you ever replied to those? Oh, to sell the products? Yeah. No, I looked at. I I literally I reply to every single time every every single time I get one I reply with no thank you. Do you know some of the people that are my most active followers are people that are selling to other people, but who know and respect that I'm not going to buy what they sell. So let me, okay, so let me, I thought you asked if I had applied, like, to do that. Oh, no, 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 replied. <laughs> okay, As in replied. replied. No, I, I reply to all of them, and I'll tell you what, anybody that's selling, especially the ones that are selling the stuff in the fitness industry because of, or in the fitness community, especially with the the, the mainstream backlash that they get like if you're a, an herbal tea rep or if you're selling wraps like you're a running punchline when somebody sends me a message especially if it's those products i want to hear why they're selling it like i want to know like do you because if you again like if you really believe in this then you need to sell whatever you believe in so like i'm always interested in hearing as to why they're doing it so oh yeah any solicitation i get uh, unless it's the one that are like the ones that are like, "Hey, I'm going to help you grow your following." I don't respond to those. But it's oh like, yeah, no, I don't really... respond to those either. I just assume yeah. those ones are false, to be honest. But yeah, I yeah. um for any of the others, I respond. And and the reason is this: I have over the years known many many people who have done not just. I mean, the diet industry is just one of the millions mm-hmm. of industries that people do this for. People do Tupperware. People do Nutrimedics. People do a million different things. I've been, I've had so many people try to sell things. I've had every friend under the business. I've bought candles. I've bought waxes. I bought, I bought the world's worst mascara off somebody once. And, and, you know, I, I mean, realistically, I'm of the assumption that anybody that's doing that uh, is doing that because they desperately uh, are trying to make money for either themselves or their family or for whatever reason. Right. And to me, you know, it, I'm not going to buy your $40 mascara because it's really bad and my Maybelline one will do the same thing for $13. But I, I'm i okay with the fact that people do it. Like Some people get really angry about the herbal wrap stuff. If you believe that somebody is really losing that much weight from that stuff, I'm kind of thinking that you, you, you know, if, um, you know, that's your choice. Their choice to sell it, your choice to buy it. And I, I get it. Like I, I get part of, part of me feels bad about it because I know how desperate people feel to lose weight. God knows I felt desperate to lose weight over the years. But at the same time, did I think that I was going to lose a hundred pounds drinking tea? No. I mean, I did hope one day that I was going to find a bottle. And sure. when I scrubbed it, the genie came out and said, yes, you're thin. <laughs> well, and that, that is always going to be, there's always going to be a place in the weight loss industry for the quick fix promise. Because and we, you know what? we this, all want to believe in it. We, we all and, and for some people, the quick fix works for what they need it for. You know, you ask nine, you know, I remember getting engaged and getting asked by seven different people in a week if I was going to lose weight for my wedding. 
I was like, no, he proposed to me looking like this. He kind of knows what I look like. <laughs> right? um, and, but I, I've known a lot of friends who have bought the, bought the dress with an image in mind. Oh, crap. I'm still a size too big for my wedding dress. And they've done shakes or teas for a month. Yeah. They fit into the dress on the night. And then you, <laughs> I remember Jay Leno used to do a, jo- a joke about it where he would, he was talking about being at a wedding and like the bride was beautiful, but he literally, it was the first time the whole time that his friend had dated this girl that he'd seen her eat. And she was there at the, the like reception, just feeding her face with every single yeah. thing she could oh, yeah. because now she was married. And, um, you know, so, so quick fix, I, I, I think the, the title gives it away. If it's a quick fix, it's not a permanent fix. But so, if you need to lose 20 pounds to have a surgery, if you want to lose 20 pounds to get into your wedding dress, I don't think it's a healthy move to do, but I also think it's probably going to serve the purpose that you want it to for that time. Well, and, and that's the, so the, this is, and this is the benefit of a podcast and this is why we get more comfortable talking about things here than, you know, a, a post on Instagram or a, a minute long video clip. Mm. So the quick fix, yes. You know, and it's just like you said, if the name gives it away. So if you're in a situation where, look, it's perfectly normal for you to want to lose 20 pounds in in, um, two months to fit in your wedding dress. And you can do all kinds of things to manipulate that and probably make that happen. Uh, There are professional athletes that work in weight classes. You know, they they use manipulation to get to a certain weight. They get weight, and it's funny when you're watching any type of fighting competition where they're in weight classes because, like, if the fight's on Saturday and they do a weigh-in a couple days before, they do the weigh-in, they're completely dehydrated, they've used every tactic in the book, but by the time they actually go to the match a couple days later, they've probably put 15 to 20 pounds back on. They don't care because they just needed to make weight for that one particular day, and then they get back to being, you know, to to being at at the weight that they're comfortable fighting at i've seen so, i've seen my uh, my niece do it because my, my niece is a is the australian taekwondo champion yeah um you know she she is she's 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 competed at the world championships and she because of her height if she was to weigh what her body would naturally want to weigh um she would have to go against you know she's five foot eleven but she would have to go against the russian girls that are like six foot two <laughs> and right. you know and she's done it before she's competed at world championships and gotten her ass handed to her and yeah. and so the next time she was like going down a weight category exactly <laughs> right? and i've seen what she went through to get to weigh in day and then she'd have weigh in day and it was like great now all the carbs <laughs> well and and this is so here's the entry we're we are definitely we're talking about two different types, we're talking about different types of people. So you're either, if you're a competitive athlete, the way Mm -hmm. that you're either making your living, getting your scholarship, or the the main activity in your life is centered around performance. And understanding that there are also medical professionals around you. 
exactly. Well, yeah, and it's not like they have they have teams of people that they are working with. They have strength coaches they're working with. They have doctors that are constantly monitoring what they're doing. And I mean, they they have to be best of the best. And then we have the other kind of a, a transitional category where a normal everyday person has a life event where they they either need or want. And yes, it is okay to want to be a certain goal weight for a specific event or day. But the pro the, the, the issue that we have is then when we have people that are just living everyday day-to-day lives, they, they, and it's, it's, it's something that we all have, I think, fallen into. You use a quick fix tactic to lose weight. Then somehow in your brain, you automatically think that if you continue to do that quick fix tactic or what really defies logic, well, I lost 20 pounds for my wedding by doing this. If I restrict it just a little bit more, I bet I could lose 15 more pounds. If I lose that 15 more pounds and I can maintain it, I'm going to be happy. So they do the quick fix tactics, but they try to, to put those in place for lifelong results. That's where people get that. That's where people. hundred percent. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Look at us being all like grown up and stuff. Well, I know we're like we're being all silent and catching our breath, and I'm still <laughs> drinking coffee, but I'm still drinking coffee as well. Uh... <laughs> so we've got about I've got about another. I've probably got about another 10 minutes here before I really have to be a grown up and get somebody ready for school. So as we're, let's start thinking about what, what's something that, what's our question of the week? What should we have people? Okay. So, well, I I wanted to tell you two things. One is that I have gotten several messages today from our number one fan. There may be other people that are number one fans as well, but this one is quite vocal about our podcast and that's Neil and Neil sent me a message earlier today saying podcasting tonight question mark and I'm like I sure am and he's written he's such a nice chap I feel that I was very wrong about him and I'm like he's so lovely (laughs) this is us having a conversation about you (laughs) anyway so Neil last week had asked me um asked me a question that he wanted me to to put as the question on on the podcast but I'm going to tweak it a little bit because I feel like last week we did our question of we're somewhere in the world that nobody would really know about right. that you think people should go, which was great, by the way. We've got amazing responses, and I now want to go to a million different places in the world. <laughs> um, um, so his was about shows from childhood that nobody seems to remember but you. But I'm going to tweak it a little bit, and I think that this week's question should be, uh, what was your favorite TV show from childhood? Or... Favorite TV show theme song from childhood. <laughs> so the, oh my gosh, the first right. one that popped into my head. And, and before I get into that, you know what? I, I'm, I'm very, very happy that I have won Neil over and that I'm not the stereotypical American. <laughs> that, that is, so Neil, I, that's, that's huge. That That's probably the, the kindest, best thing that's happened in this podcast in, in a pretty long time um, in the three to four months that we've been doing this. Yeah. Um, well, the first the first show I thought of also had a great theme song was the Muppet Babies. <gasps> yes. 
partly I just I loved the imagination like and I really loved whenever Gonzo would walk over and open the closet and there was always some craziness behind the door but I loved that I show. really loved the Happy Meal toys did you guys get yes. the Happy Meal toys oh, yes totally. I, I have that complete set by the way <laughs> love to see how much it's worth on eBay <laughs> well and that's yeah that's uh, Kermit with the skateboard right Yes, Kermit with the skateboard. Yeah. Uh, Gonzo had the um, the bicycle. Scooter had a scooter. Yeah, scooter which had was. A scooter, was it? Uh, I think Scooter had the scooter. Yes, yeah, Scooter had the scooter. Miss Piggy had the pink car. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking these up on Amazon. Who was who was who was your favorite Muppet Baby? Um. I liked Kermit, but I also, I liked Bunsen, but I liked Bunsen because he had the rabbit slippers. No. Yes. I liked Ralph. Is it Ralph? Yes. The musical dog. Ralph. Yes. Yeah. I loved Ralph. Oh, do you remember Fuzzy Bear? He rode the, the yellow, his Happy Meal toy was the yellow horse thing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I remember. No, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at these now. And they also had the um, the holiday plush. So you would get the, it was a, uh, I, I remember the Fozzie Bear one because he had a scarf. And it came okay. out around the holidays. Yeah, came out around the holidays. I'm sitting here looking at this now. Oh, there's the car. Yeah, there's Miss Piggy in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. This is taking me Now back. in my That's head, awesome. though, I have the song that she sings. In Muppets Take Manhattan, when they have the flashback to them being kids, and she's like, "I'm gonna be a movie star, and yes. gonna maybe drive a car, gonna be a veterinarian too, and I'm always gonna love you." <laughs> so I have to tell you, as I'm scrolling through, somebody put in a, a toy Triceratops, which I, or excuse me, a toy Segastorus, which I really think I need. I think um, you do need that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh if, if, um, I mean surely that's taxable that's, yeah, that's you know work related that's all work related because <laughs> oh, you know God. it would go right on my desk and it would help me be productive um, <laughs> absolutely so okay yeah we, we, got into, got, we got into Muppet Babies what was your favorite show when I mentioned theme song I yeah. got the Gummy Bears theme song in my head the gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. I don't remember the gummy bear show. Oh my gosh, how do you not know? Yeah, gummy bears. But I also, and I don't remember, was it Growing Pains or Family Ties? I always got their theme songs mixed up. But it, I've got Show Me That Smile Again. Don't wait oh. another minute on your grave. I think that, that was one, Growing Pains. That right? one is, I think that's Growing Pains. Yeah, because the other one is um, family is, um <laughs> I bet we've been together for a million yeah. years. I bet we've been you're gonna go. You're gonna go YouTube these after we get off the phone, aren't you? <laughs> Shut up, Emma. I totally am. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so so I I think we go with the theme song. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then what I'll do is to the responses. I'm I'm going to see if I can find the theme songs. I think you'll be able to. 
Mm-hmm. And just for anybody, I mean, this really wasn't childhood. This was sort of like me, you know, sort of like I think we were like nine or ten when it sort of came out. Fresh Prince. Is that about of how course. old we were? Yeah. Right. So bonus points for anyone that sends me a video of themselves going in West Philadelphia, born and raised. So the playground is where I spent most of my days chilling all that. I'm relaxing all cool and I'll shooting some people outside of school when a couple of guys, they were up to no good. Okay, you gotta stop. We're going to get sued. You can't sing the entire song. We'll get sued. I don't know the whole song. Yes, I do know the whole song. You do know the whole song. That's why I had to stop you. I'm like, she's going to do the entire song. But I'm also crediting them that obviously it's the theme song from Fresh Prince of LA. I in no way own (laughs) any rights of it. Even though I feel like if anyone's going to do an awesome Aussie white girl version of it, even though I've not been to West Philadelphia, that would be me. That's a place you need to visit then, apparently. <laughs> Just yeah. to add a little bit of authentic authenticity. Authenticity. See if I can call. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I. I uh, like you think that. I didn't even think of like copyright stuff. Yeah, well, okay. and I, I just want to put this preface out here. Uh, Rachel and I own absolutely nothing. There would be nothing to gain from suing us. Yes, <laughs> that's maybe, true. Except that's true. maybe a collection of uh, Muppet Babies. Happy I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I will happily. I, I feel like the last time I looked on eBay, they were worth about two hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. Yes, I think. I think if anything, it should be credited that we're lovingly, nostalgically remembering. Yes. Songs from our childhood. Yes, we are in no way claiming ownership of it, of any of that. No, and we're not profiting from them either. So this that is a is free true. podcast. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> and if anyone questions you on it, Daryl, just go back and edit out the bit where. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, like, if thinking. anybody, and this is, I, I typically do this every episode. We, we started mentioning that, what, two or three minutes ago? So 85 minutes in. So you've been hanging out with us <laughs> for an hour and 20 minutes, and you're feeling like you want to try to, like, bust us for copyright. Sorry. We don't own any of this. We're Look, just remembering we fondly. Yeah. Exactly. So We're fans. We're we fan are fans. Girl. Well, I'm fangirling. You're fanboying. Yes. <laughs> All right. Shall we wrap it up? So question I, for this week is yes. favorite uh, favorite TV theme song from childhood? Yeah. Or... And if you, if you have a different, if and if your favorite show is different from the theme song, I would be interested in hearing that too. Okay. So why don't we make it a double-edged question? Favorite TV show and favorite theme song. I love it. I Done. Think that's solid. <laughs> Neil, All we're right. doing this for you. This is this is your question, and um, keep sending, keep telling us what questions you would like us to ask people because it takes the pressure off Rachel and I. It's nice. Yeah, it makes it easier. It does. <laughs> Even though we did edit it a little bit. Do you think we'll ever have a podcast where we can have Neil on? We can absolutely. Three of us. Yeah, we need to do that. He is. He's. Yeah, I think that would be great. He's also offered to be on my podcast. I've just got to. Organize that. Well, I've, I've offered <laughs> to be on your podcast too, and yes, you have. So, all right, I'll take you up on it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because you know, you'll, we, have we... To, you'll have to teach me how to be the uh, the kingpin on the uh, anchor app, so that I know how to it's, get in touch with you. It's and not funny the other because, way well, and and the first time that they did a, an update, because it used to just be that it would say, "Okay, add audio," and then you would select the the person that you wanted to talk to. And then they would just come in when they were ready. 
and then they changed it to where you had to like you would say that you're going to add the person and then um, a pop-up would come up on your phone to copy the link and then you just text message that link it's actually very simple and straightforward once you figure out what you're doing but i had the first time gary and i gary cantrell and i were going to do the short monday podcast is when they made the change and i could not figure out what it was and to Gary's credit, being the consummate pro that he is, oh, he's we were incredible. able to redo it. He he is he is. But like at first, I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on here. So we uh, we had to postpone it the first week, but then we figured it out. I figured it out. I was the hold up. I'm always I'm usually the hold up. But uh, so yeah, so it worked out well. But no, I will absolutely show you everything you need to know because I think I think you need to do your own podcast. All right, I'll get there. Yeah, I'm get, I'm gonna do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to finish editing photos and then I will podcast. One of the many creative projects that Rachel has and Rachel does. She, she I does... get forward if I do the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. All right. Well, we will wrap it up. You and I, you know what? I, I think we'll chat throughout the week too because we've been starting to do that some. I really enjoy that. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that cool. sounds good for me. All right. Sounds good. We'll have, get, get some sleep because what time is it there? Well, it's only 10 o'clock. It's a bit early. Oh, wow. Yeah. You got plenty of time then. You I don't know, have to right? go to bed yet. You I can go look at hours of laying, laying and looking at the ceiling, going hmm. <laughs> or you're going to go watch the Growing Pains and Family Tie themes, and then you're going to get into an entire world of '80s and '90s theme songs. And then I'm going to send you a message at one o'clock this morning, going, "Thank you, Daryl." Yes. And my <laughs> response every time I put the podcast out is, "I'm like, podcast is out." You better not be awake to see this because it's normally like 1 or 2 a.m. your time. And then occasionally I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not awake. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the thing. I'll send a message and then right after I send it, I see that little scene notification. I'm like, oh, Rachel, go to bed. Go to bed now. But <laughs> yeah, we'll work. We'll, we'll, we'll see what, what happens with that. But yes, another rock solid up episode from us. Neil, thank you very much. Guys, let us know your favorite TV show and theme song from childhood, and uh, we'll do it all again next week. Done. Boom. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Take care, my friend. Bye. Bye.